Konnichiwa Minasan. Welcome or welcome back to the 5th episode of my podcast Japanology. There's a little disclaimer before this episode starts that this is going to be a long long episode. So maybe you can play it in the background, do your chores and eat a snack maybe, have a meal and listen to this episode while you're doing that. There's also a beautiful park near Shinsekai called the Tennoji Park. It is really near to the Tennoji train station and has several aesthetic cafes lined up in a row. There's a playground for kids and there's also a huge like Osaka sign or structure in front of which you have to get your pictures clicked. It's kind of an Osaka thing to do. So this is a very special episode to me because it is about every place I visited in Osaka. for the 7 months i was there and also another disclaimer that we exchange students from northern japan to do the touristy stuff i mean our purpose was not to actually like move around places move around japan and visit places it was actually to learn the culture learn the traditions of japan learn the differences between our country and japan so this episode is actually kind of like a tour around osaka 7 months worth of places in 10 to 15 minutes you all are in for a treat and also the places i visited in this episode are some places that i would love for you all to visit too if you find yourself in osaka but because of covid we can't go anywhere so let's just make peace with it and just hear out my experiences and enjoy them rather than actually stepping foot outside also the two most favorite places of mine are not in this episode this episode just includes places i actually have been to and they are like a must go must watch place kind of thing but this episode has a second part so look out for that stay tuned for that because that will have the two like my most memorable and my most favorite trips of all time in osaka so these places are the textbook places like a tour guide would tell you to go to these places in osaka and google would rather like put up a list of these places if you search places to visit in osaka okay so let's start with the first place and okay so there's this one thing japan has unique to its culture that Every city in Japan has its own castle. So if you go to Kyoto, you will have Kyoto Castle. If you go to Nagoya, you will have Nagoya Castle. And in Osaka where I was living, they had the Osaka Castle, like the Osaka Jo. Jo is Japanese for castle. So yeah, that was the first place I visited with my first host mom and my friend from America. who whose name is Ren so we all like all three of us we went to Osaka Jo to see the culture and tradition of Osaka in the castle because it's kind of a museum too so this castle is an ancient castle and it is really important for playing a major role during unification of Japan during the Manoyama period now this is something textbook and you don't have to worry about all this stuff but i'm just putting it out there for people who love japanese history so this castle is still the same as before 
rather its surrounding has been modified now the castle did not get restored because there was no harm to it as such but the surroundings it got modified to a modern extent the surroundings have huge skyscraper buildings and gardens and all that stuff the castle has this river at the bottom of the walls which has water which is so clean that you can see the fishes swimming inside with your naked eye and actually this river is not just for visual beauty or purposes it is for recreational purposes too like if you want to tour around the castle like not inside but around the castle you can take these boat kind of things like japanese boats and then tour around the river and look at the scenery besides you so these boats are called gozabune and they are beautifully painted colorful boats with roofs to save you from the sunlight and they float in the river and tourists enjoy cruising in it so that's what we did now during the month of february there is plum blossom which just makes the osaka castle more beautiful to visit and watch so in the park surrounding the castle this plum blossom just flourishes and beautifies the surroundings if you live near the osaka castle every morning you'll find yourself cycling or strolling in the osaka castle park i stayed really far from the castle which is very sad and i only got to go to the osaka castle like two times in the seven month period i was at osaka if you're interested in the japanese history then the interior of the osaka castle is something that will interest you it has history of different periods on different floors like the first floor has the oldest most ancient period the second floor has a middle era of japan and the last floor the topmost floor has the most modern era history of japan and it is lined up with souvenirs it is lined up with beautiful sculptures and these manuscripts that give you insight into the history of japan during the time osaka castle was being made now my favorite like two favorite things about osaka castle were firstly the japanese flag at the very entrance of the castle now there's this great like huge line on every day to get into the osaka castle and while you're waiting you will witness this flag the Jap- japanese flag just hanging by the entrance of osaka castle why was it such a unique thing to me it was because like japanese flag being put up in places in japan is not a very usual sight unlike india in india we try to patronize things like make places more indian by putting up flags at huge pedestals within the city or in different places in different cities but in japan it is usually a very sacred place a very ancient place or some bureaucratic place that shows the flag or like patronizes the flag just to make it more important to the japanese people it is not like put up in different places or at every place you go to it's not a usual sight in japan so that's why i felt that it was very unique to me and like a very unusual thing to see in a place in osaka now the second thing 
that I found unusual and very interesting was the view from the topmost floor of Osaka Castle. Now, after you've went through each floor, knowing about the history of Osaka, you reach the topmost floor and you just look down from the, like this balcony kind of thing and you see the whole city, like the whole city of Osaka beneath you. And it's such a beautiful view. You can see the skyscrapers, you can see the river beneath, you can witness the whole premises of the castle and bit of the city too. Also ending my talk about Osaka castle. I don't know if it's weird to mention this, but the tickets in Japan, like the tickets you use to get into like touristy places like Osaka castle, the tickets are just so aesthetically pleasing and it was my first ticket I purchased was the ticket to Osaka castle and it's like in a form of a Polaroid thing with the Osaka castle as a picture and details written in like beneath the picture it's such a beautiful ticket and trust me I put this ticket up in the cover of my phone like you put Polaroid pictures it's just so aesthetically pleasing and I have this collection of so many beautiful tickets from Japan and I tilled it after two years also keep them because they just show so much about the culture of Japan and how Japan makes everything perfect even the tickets now let's move on to one of the busiest and most vibrant places in Osaka which is the Shinsekai region now Shinsekai translates from Japanese to English as a new world so Shin is new and Sekai is world and this district in Osaka is just the reflection of how modern Osaka is and how vibrant and colorful that district is. Now Shinsekai district has this like huge store lineup like a stall lineup and you can get to see different cultural and traditional things from Japan, maybe souvenir shops, maybe stalls to eat food. But what I am going to stress upon in this episode is the Tsutenkaku Tower, the tower of Osaka, which is a symbol of Osaka. It's the most touristy thing you can do is that you can visit Tsutenkaku Tower. I'm so sorry that this is a podcast. I feel so bad that I can't show you how colorful and how beautiful Tsutan Kakuta and the Shinsekai region is. But if you are at all interested in like looking at the pictures of Tsutan Kaku or the Shinsekai region, just Google it up. This is the first thing you'll see is the picture of Tsutan Kakuta. I went to the Tsutan Kaku Tower with my second host family and this tower has an unusual entry. Now to go up to the tower, you'll have to first go underground and get the tickets and then enter the tower. Be sure to go on working days because weekends is just not the day to go to a touristy place in Japan. It's just packed up, all clammed up and people are just crowding the place up. Even Japanese people, they love to visit their traditional and like cultural places on weekends. So I went to Tsutenkaku, I guess on a weekend because my family was a working family and we had to stand 
in this line to get into the Tsutenkaku Tower for about 40 minutes or 30 minutes I think which is pretty pretty long. Tsutenkaku Tower is like this very major hub in Japan and the people, the Japanese people who arrange the entry, they know that there are so many people who have to like enter the uh, tower and all that stuff and there is a huge line so what the Japanese people do they create these plays or like distractions or interesting things for the people who are in the line waiting to watch while they wait so to entertain anyone who was waiting the line a live show with two trained monkeys showing tricks was going on besides the line and it was so fun to watch actually the trainer was speaking in colloquial Japanese. Now, if you are familiar with Japanese, the modern Japanese and the colloquial Japanese is pretty different. And like the old Japanese is very funny for people who actually speak the modern Japanese. So it was very funny for me to hear that man speak in colloquial Japanese and like talk to the monkeys. But it was a fun thing while you're waiting. You don't have to wait and look at just nowhere you can watch that show it's so fun now at the ticket counter along with the ticket there's this tradition in the Tsutenkaku Tower that you get a snack with each ticket so one ticket one snack this snack is called Umaibo and it is Osaka's most famous snack it is very very popular amongst teenagers and it's just like 10 yen one Umaibo is 10 yen which is I guess one rupee in India but yeah, it's very cheap. So I remember my mom used to get this snack in bulk from her school trips to Japan when I was a little kid. So I've had that snack and it just refreshed my memory when I saw the snack again. I ate the snack within five seconds that I got it. I got the ticket and I just gobbled up my snack. And my host mom and dad, they saw that I just ate the snack as soon as I got it and they just felt that I loved the snack and they gave their snack to me. It was kind of embarrassing. This tower is 103 meters tall and there are floors decorated with anime setups. Now each floor has its own theme, has its own vibe going on. So if the one, the first floor has this anime setup, it's kind of a bus thing. It's a bus setup with anime wallpapers anime sculptures and you can pose with it and click pictures so that's the kind of thing that is happening in Tsutenkakuta. After the first floor which is anime themed the second floor is a Pocky themed floor. Now I think Pocky is present in India too nowadays it's just a recent development but Pocky is a sweet brand actually a snack and sweet brand in Japan they sell these sticks, Pocky sticks and Pocky chocolates. So it is a very popular brand in Japan as well as all over the world. People bring it from Japan to their countries and it's that famous. So the second floor was themed as Pocky and all the Pocky sticks were lined up in the shape of the Tsutenkaku Tar. How innovative. But yeah, the Pocky themed floor was so colorful and so vibrant and they gave you these souvenirs to take back like the pocky souvenirs and it's so cool the last floor 
of the Sutan Kagutar is the Bilikan floor. The Bilikan is actually American in origin, but in Japan, touching the Bilikan statue's feet that bring you luck. It's a sign of good luck in Japan. So be sure to touch the Bilikan statue's feet if you ever go to Sutan Kagutar. So yeah. The last floor is kind of an observatory like in Osaka Castle we had this top floor that showed like the premise of Osaka Castle like a top view in Sutan Kakutar too there is this observatory thing and it overlooks the entire city and we went on this day which was kind of cloudy so the view from up there was so beautiful looking down from that observatory in Sutan Kakutar is just an extravagant view to watch also the tower changes colors and lights during the night time and it lights up the streets of shinsekai shinsekai is a kind of street shopping complex with several street food shops packed in lines on the sides like they maneuver the sides of the street on weekends or holidays there are huge lines outside the takoyaki and okonomiyaki shops Takoyaki is basically octopus dumplings and okonomiyaki is egg and cabbage pancake. Both are extremely unique dishes and extremely popular dishes in Japan and mostly Osaka. So there's this phrase in Japanese which goes like kote kote which means energetic and chaotic and it is perfect to describe the vibe of the Shinsekai streets on a weekend. The Shinsekai streets are so full of people, like so energetic and you can feel the vibrance in the crowd. People are just so happy outside, lining up outside the takoyaki stalls. It's just a view to watch. The next place to visit in Osaka is the Abeno Harukas. This was really near to my first host house and I would cycle over to this place whenever I was free. There's a number of malls and supermarkets here and I came for shopping here too. But more than that, I came to Abeno Harukas to do karaoke with my friends. Now I know in English the word is karaoke, but it's a Japanese word originated from Japanese which is pronounced as karaoke. So we'll go with that. We would spend several hours shouting our lungs out and we kept hopping from one karaoke place to another just to take different experiences. In a karaoke club, after you buy tickets, you get free drinks and you can order food and get your own snacks too. So we bulked up snacks in our bags and went to the karaoke places and just sat there for hours and hours, enjoyed the free drinks and ate our snacks. The karaoke rooms are just so unique in Japan. They are so aesthetically pleasing and there was this one karaoke place that is my favorite where I went with my friend from Mongolia and we both loved that place so much that every time we came to Abeno Harukas, we went to that karaoke place. That room was totally pink and the mics were just so beautiful. It's just the best karaoke place in Osaka. Along with the aesthetic karaoke places, there was also the Abeno Haruka Star, which if you went to up all the way, you could see the whole city of Osaka below. I have memories of going to the tower and gazing down the city from the observatory. There is so much greenery and it is full of light bulbs that glisten in the sunshine. You can't 
not go crazy with clicking pictures there. It's just so beautiful and picturesque. We covered only three places, but that's so much more to see. There is more to Osaka than these places. I appreciate every place in Osaka beyond extent, and I want to visit every place again. There's no dull moment, even when you're walking on the streets alone. Osaka never disappoints. The beauty of the city is your companion, and the hustle bustle of the busy Osaka makes you feel like you're in the presence of friends and family always. When I was miles away from mine. Let's end this tour around Osaka here. Join me for the next two parts. That's my time here. See you next time. Stay safe. Stay happy. Mata ne.